Today's episode is brought to you by our company, Sales Schema. Sales Schema helps agencies and B2B service companies build a reliable business development system through tasteful and targeted outreach. To learn more about us and check out our latest video training, go to saleschema.com slash take charge. Focus on bottom of the funnel first, then middle of the funnel, then top of the funnel and more volume, right? Because also top of the funnel is so much harder to close. Bottom of the funnel is easier to close. Get your reps in on, on the easy to close stuff. You can make a lot more mistakes there than with top of the funnel and, and still build a great business. But as you kind of move up the funnel and talk and move to like different um, different channels of lead acquisition, the process changes and it gets a lot harder. So I so I, I have a ladder for this. I have a framework for this where I tell agencies start off at, at the very bottom of the ladder, very very bottom of the funnel, which is referrals. Welcome to the Digital Agency Growth Podcast. I'm your host Dan Englander. My new book, Relationship Sales at Scale is now live on Amazon Kindle, on paperback, as well as hardcover. So to tell you about the book and give you a little context, in a world of noise, competition, and skepticism, you've probably found that spamming your prospects with undifferentiated pitches, case studies, and sales collateral is a lot like yelling at a brick wall. And on the other hand, trying to go old school and completely personalize every touch point 100% is unrealistic and unsustainable because the few people you manage to contact might not even notice or care. And when life gets busy, your sales activity and your team's activity tends to grind to a halt. Your pipeline runs dry and stagnation, feast and famine, all these bad things, they can all happen. So what if the answer is actually combining the new school with the old? And instead of going in cold, how much faster could you grow if you could identify and open doors with the prospects who live within your circles of influence and are already primed to trust and do business with you? So this book, Relationship Sales at Scale, is the new selling philosophy for our age. Bold statement, right? But it is because it marries the timeless power of tribe-based trust with digitally enabled scale so you can open doors tastefully and convert prospects consistently, all without spamming anyone. So it's written by me, Dan Englander. I'm the CEO and founder of this company, Sales Schema, and the book's stories, strategies, and hands-on resources are grounded in thousands of outreach campaigns conducted for clients since 2014. That's among almost 90 clients to secure opportunities between our clients and hard-to-reach prospects, including the leaders of the largest companies on earth. A few things you're going to learn, you're going to learn how to balance personalization and scale to keep your pipeline full and achieve reliable and predictable growth. You're going to learn how to condense five years of networking into a single week-long campaign so you can batch up warm referrals into specific ideal accounts. You're going to learn how to de-risk conversations. That's the, the emphasis for this with highly skeptical prospects by leveraging strong personal commonalities instead of boring publicly available information like, hey, I saw you tweeted about this thing last week. That doesn't work. And you're going to be able to leverage dozens of actual copy examples, campaign strategies, and online resources so you can launch and close deals in a matter of weeks. So Relationship Sales to Scale will reshape the way you think about sales and business development, whether you are an owner, a dedicated salesperson, or in any growth-focused role. This book is a fit for the owners and salespeople in professional service companies and other B2B service and or software areas, assuming you're going after high lifetime value. So this is not for small, medium-sized businesses. So with that said, if you would like to learn more and pick up the book, 
on Kindle or paperback or hardcover, and eventually we'll have it out in audio before too long. You can do that by going to saleschema.com slash rsas. Again, that's saleschema.com slash rsas. So if you've been in the agency space for a number of years, it's possible that you've crossed paths with the search consultant niche, which is very brand focused and helps brands kind of like with find agencies to do these big expensive pitches and so on and so forth. So there's that cottage industry. On the other side of it or kind of semi-related is the directory space where you might be getting lots of traffic and that sort of thing, but the traffic isn't always a fit. And today's guest, I think, sits in a really interesting space between those two particular channels. So today's guest is John Doherty, and he is a Denver, Colorado-based entrepreneur and marketing consultant. He's the founder of Credo, which helps brands and other organizations find the best digital marketing agency for their needs. Uh, He has 11 years of SEO and digital experience across agencies and in-house and has worked with some of the largest websites on the internet to drive growth. So I think John is approaching this problem in a really interesting way, and he has a lot of experience when it comes to inbound lead gen for agencies. So I think that if you are in in the headspace of growing and scaling, uh, John's perspective is really useful and definitely encourage you to check out Credo and everything that they're up to. So without further ado, please give it up for John Doherty. John, nice to have you on the show. Great start. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. It's been a, been a while coming, so I'm excited to talk agency growth, agency marketing, all that stuff. It's going to be fun. Yeah, totally. I was saying before I threw on the recorder, we've yet to do an episode on on directories that that's the right way to describe what Credo does. So it's definitely an interesting topic. I think like most of our clients and most of the agencies we talk to have, have worked with directories and some have had very positive, very negative, everything in between experiences with them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just say we're kind of a hybrid business. So we're most of our business is actually as an agency broker. So we help companies find the right agency to work with. So we match people up with agencies, take a high touch approach of vetting out the leads and connecting them, scheduling them with agencies, et cetera. So it's kind of appointment setting as a service. And then we have a directory component. We do have some featured profiles and, and that sort of thing, but we're not, we're not a true directory and sure. we're also not an agency ourselves. We kind of sit in the middle. So it's a new, fairly new. There's a couple other people doing it now, but uh, it's it's outside of people's traditional frame. So uh, it'd be fun to, to talk about it. Yeah. And I apologize if I, if I butchered uh, my understanding of that. So good. let's get into it. So before we get into what you guys do, I'd love to talk about your background a little bit and where you're coming yeah. from. Uh, I'm a veteran digital marketer. So I worked for two agencies on the East Coast, Philadelphia and New York City. Um, so I worked for the, the well-known um, at the time marketing agency Distilled. I was the first hire in their New York City office. So I was there for about two and a half years, ran the office for about the last year I was there. Um, then I went in-house and I built marketing teams for two of Zillow's uh, nationwide marketplaces, rentals properties. So hophads.com and Trillia Rentals. And I did that from about uh, 2013 to 2015. And then um, I actually got laid off from there, um, got caught up with some post-acquisition drama, decided to go out on my own. So I had started Credo as a side project and I was at still because I was doing my own consulting and wanted to get out of that. Um, I needed a place to send people. So I just started slinging leads to my friends and it was kind of a side project and I got laid off. My wife was like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't really want another job. I was interviewing. I was like, I don't really want to, I don't want a boss again for a while. Like I just got fired by a boss. Like I don't want to put myself in that position again. And yeah. I've kind of take the approach. I've launched a few companies. Now I've come to, I take the approach now that like, it is actually people think entrepreneurship is super risky. I think it's way less risky than being an employee. Yeah. Personally, a lot of entrepreneurs I've talked 
too, who have also been laid off have exactly that same approach. So I know I can always go and make money, but I don't want to have all of my income tied up in one, in one company that even if the company doesn't go under, someone can say, you no longer have an income. Not, not, not my jam. I'm, I'm risk averse, honestly. So, but so basically long story short, I started working on Credo. I rebranded it from the original brand, Higher Gun to Credo a few months after going out on my own. And over the last seven years, almost seven years, now to recording this in July 2022, we generated over 6,500 leads. Companies looking to hire digital marketing agencies is probably closer to 7,000 now, totaling up their marketing budgets and what they spend on marketing every month. We've generated over a quarter billion dollars with a B of digital marketing leads for digital agencies. So we're a small team, but we punch above our weight. We, we're kind of carving out a new path between being just a straight up directory or being an agency ourselves doing services for clients. As a quick break, I wanted to let you know about our newest video training, how to take charge of your agency's future revenue. By the end of this training, you're going to learn how we get two to five qualified appointments every week using tasteful and highly targeted email outreach. That might not sound like a lot, but once you understand the outreach napkin math, you're going to learn how this can lead to massive scale for your agency or B2B service company. In addition to that, you're going to learn the six steps for successful outreach campaigns based on everything that we've learned from working with more than 100 agencies since 2014. You're going to get the complete agency outreach tech stack so you understand the right tools for getting the right results. And you're going to see agency to brand email examples and get inspiration from high converting campaigns. So to get this 30-minute training, all you need to do is go to saleschema.com slash take charge. Again, that's saleschema.com slash take charge. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that's interesting. And, and as a little sidebar, I, I couldn't agree more on entrepreneurship being less, less risky than people think. And I think finally, the world's kind of starting to come along to that point of view because if you have a job, you're still accumulating risk. You just can't really see it, you know, and it was only in a previous era that you could like bank on probably being with a company for 30 years or something like that. So right. it's never been easier uh, to to go entrepreneurial and everything. And even if you don't own a company, even just as an entrepreneurial employee or having, you know, mixed skill sets is at least a step in the right direction. So, so anyway, that's super interesting. And so to back up a little bit, I guess like what, what inspired this? So like you're in this situation, you know, you got laid off my, like a lot of the times when people get laid off, they come from the agency space. So like, I know I'll start an agency and I'll, I'll go yeah. do the same thing I was doing in the job. What, what inspired you to go with the kind of consulting directory placement route or the legion route, if that's the right way to describe it? Yeah. Yeah. Legion's a great way um, to describe it. When people, you know, kind of ask us what we do, I say we do lead generation for digital agencies. What inspired me to do it is, I mean, I worked for two agencies, uh, three agencies, actually, because my first job out of college was working for a .NET uh, development shop out in the Washington, D.C. area. I'm from Virginia originally. And so I had done the client services thing for a long time and you, you can never get away from it. Right. But I, I did it for you know a number of years at agencies. And then I actually funded Credo by doing my own SEO consulting. And I often joke with my friends, some of my agency owner friends, I'm like, I could have made way more money, way faster by starting an agency. I just didn't want to do that. The whole like custom services, like, you know, custom pitches, proposals, people on different levels of things, getting different things and people paying you the least want the most people paying you the most or few and far between. And, you know, you can deliver on it, but you staff up and then they leave you. And then, you know, you have to lay off people. And I was just like, I just, I don't want to deal with that. 
our agency side at Credo for our like kind of our top level, we call our pipeline agencies. We're basically doing appointment, you know, lead generation, qualification, appointment setting as a service. Basically an agency model, but it's productized. We're not doing custom. We have like certain levels and this is what you pay and this is what you get and that sort of thing. But, you know, it's not, it's not custom proposals. I haven't sent a proposal at Credo ever. <laughs> this is the price. This is what you get. Here's where you sign up, put in your credit card. Like that's, that's it. You know, we keep it super, super simple. Um, and that's the kind of business I've, I've always wanted to build. And it's just, it's grown over the years. Obviously we've taken our, like taken our knocks and, you know, kind of gone through some peaks and valleys as every business does, but you know, it's growing consistently and it's profitable and my team gets paid well and I get paid well and we're doing new things, rolling out some new stuff coming up. So like, it's kind of, it's kind of a win. And I don't hear my agency friends talk about it that way, talk about their businesses that way. Yeah. And just so, so I and, and listeners can, can wrap their heads around it a little bit more. Can you talk about what the service is? So if you're an agency, yeah. you want to get involved in Credo, what that looks like. And then also on the brand side, if you're a brand and you want to hire an agency, just kind of what that experience is like from soup to nuts. Yeah. So on the agency side, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. So we have, we talked about our network. So we have the Credo network, which basically has about 150 agencies in it, some full service, some more specialized. We don't really have consultants. It can be a fit for solo consultants, especially like more senior consultants, but we're not a freelancer network. And I make that very clear um, that, you know, if you're charging 20 bucks an hour overseas and want to get leads, we're not a fit for you because um, kind of our, with our network, we kind of have two, um, I hate the word, but monetization models. We have two, two offerings. One is you join the network for free. You see all the leads that are coming through and you pay per lead for the ones that you want 50 to 150 bucks per lead. Um, we do sell it to as many people as want to buy it, but we also tell you how many people have bought it before, before you even buy it. And then we have a subscription on that. The main two are uh, $329 a month or $249 a month peak quarterly. So $747 a quarter. We do have a one month like tested out, no recurring, but you have access for you know 30 days. And we also have an annual, which is basically double quarterly. But that basically gets you access to all the leads coming through. So you add it to your queue. You can, con- you can contact them via our messaging. You get their contact information, et cetera. It's you know qualified you know digital projects, marketing, dev, and design. Actually, all three of those basically on demand. You log in and there are leads there. They might not be qualified specifically for you, but there are going to be probably you know 10, 15, 20 a month that are qualified. And most agencies I speak with are struggling to get four to six a month. So it seems like kind of a no-brainer to me. It is an application process. So basically we ask you to tell us who you are, what you do, tell us about two projects you've worked on, link us to two clients, right? Tell us about the project, show us your work because our vetting process is, is, based, is based off of results, professionalism, and culture. So can you get results for your clients? Can you prove that you get results for your clients? Are you professional in how you deliver those results, right? So we look at like, for example, just basic, when you're reporting, are your reports branded? Are they free of typos? That kind of thing. It seems like a low bar, but Dan, we turn away 50% of people. I think it's like 46% of people, something like that, of people that apply to join because they don't meet these just basic bars of like having a professional website. You know, so, so we are very serious about our vetting process. So, so that's our main network. And anyone, you know, any digital agencies that are listening that you want, you, know, you want to apply, get creator.com slash network is where you can go and apply. My team will review, approve you or, you know, decline you and let you know, you know, why we didn't accept you. And then our, our top level offering for agencies, what we call our pipeline as a service. It's an invite only program. It's anywhere from 1700 to four grand a month, five grand a month, actually. And, and uh, we get a commission. Uh, you pay Credo a commission when you close work, but we're generating the leads. We're qualifying them with a phone call and we're scheduling them with you for that initial, we're teeing up that initial like phone call for you. And we have our own custom built software to kind of track, you know, all the, all this stuff in the background as well. 
Um, we also have a, a course, an acceler- an agency accelerator course that I used to teach live mm-hmm. um, that you know agencies can can uh, can buy three hundred twenty nine dollars, and basically it's five hours of instruction from me, everything from how to build a website that converts all the way to the sales process that I used to close half a million dollars of consulting work in under two years when I went out on my own. Sure, and then uh, and then on the brand side, where is that traffic typically coming from? It's all coming from SEO, PPC, our own content, referral. I mean, it's funny because agencies at, and agencies ask us, well, how are you getting leads? I'm like, how are you getting leads? <laughs> We're doing the same thing. Like I'm kind of competing yeah. against my own customers in the search results, right? But, you know, rising tides lift all ships is kind of the way I look at it and the way, the way our best customers look at it as well. And so on the brand side, uh, you know, your brand, your e-commerce brand, let's say, looking for SEO help, you come to Credo, you know, land on our hopefully e-commerce SEO companies or e-commerce SEO agencies pages, because I've blown out that whole directory. So ranking for a lot of stuff in the long tail, then you basically submit your inquiry, schedule a call with my, you know, tell us who you are, what your website is, what you're spending on marketing, you know, every month, and then schedule a call with my team have a discussion with my team and then my team will basically put your project into our system, match you up with agencies, handpick agencies. We do have a, a matching algorithm that kind of bubbles up who the best ones are. And then my team, my, uh, you know, my team of matching experts actually, I mean, literally click the button and say like, yes, match this one, match this one, match this one. I'm not going to match that one, even though the numbers say they're a good fit, but I know this per, I know this lead and I know this agency owner and I know they're not going to get along and it's not going to be a good like experience. So I'm, we're just not going to match them. Um, and we do that for free. For, on the brand sure. So that's interesting. And I guess with that, how fine grain can it get? So like, let's say I'm an agency and I'm selling to B2B manufacturing between X yeah. and Y sizes. Am I going to expect to get leads from that? Or does this work better for certain industries where you can target the traffic and so on? Yeah, it definitely works better. I mean, the agencies that see the most success on Credo are a bit more general and general can be negative. I don't mean it as a negative. It just means they offer more things. So someone that's like, I only do content-focused SEO for B2B healthcare SaaS companies that have raised a Series A. There aren't many of those out there. Most of them aren't looking for an agency right now, right? So like the lead flow there is going to be super low versus an agency that's like 60 people, they do SEO and PPC, and they probably do some development and they probably do some like ad creative and that sort of thing. And they work with brands of all types, but they might focus on e-commerce and SaaS. We can we generate those leads all day. So the broader someone is, and the more like verticals, industries, I, I think is the better term that they've worked in, the, the more leads there are going to be just because you know there, there are more opportunities out there. Because I believe that every, yeah. every business is looking, every brand is going to hire an agency or multiple agencies at some point, but very few of those, but a very small percentage of those are actively in the market right now. Right. So th- that's, that's super interesting. So, so you kind of have, you know, that, and that makes sense that it would be hard to get enough leads to make this work yeah. getting super targeted. So like, let's say I'm an agency and I'm getting leads this way. How am I then differentiating? Right. Cause like if that person converted through this thing, chances are they're finding other agencies, other ways. How do I avoid the commodity trap problem once I'm like in the conversation that you've, you've sort of facilitated? What, what I tell people is, I mean, People come to Credo and they're like, well, are these exclusive leads? Like I want an exclusive lead. I'm like for 50 bucks. (laughs) Like, really? So, you know, I I don't actually say that to them. I'm like, no, they're not exclusive, right? Here's how the system works. Like I'm professional about it. But so the the way people, the way you differentiate yourself is by having a differentiated offer. And that seems flippant, but at that point, it all comes down to your sales process. Because the very first step is getting the lead in the door. Everyone talks about getting leads in the door. Lead generation is hard. 
I do it for, I do it professionally. I do it for a living. It has gotten very expensive. Like lead cost for us has over doubled in the last 18 months. And our cost for a qualified call has gone up by over five X. Hmm. So in the last 18 months, since January, 2021. Why? Um, so like it's got- Sorry to cut you off, but just like, what, what are the reasons for that? I think some of it is just that like <laughs> people are working less. I mean, think about January, 2021 vaccines weren't out. It was winter. People are working from home, right? Especially in like the tech sector. A lot of people are working from home and, and, and people are just trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Right. So they're working a lot more businesses that, you know, that went out of business during the pandemic. They obviously weren't contacting, but everyone else did a lot better. We grew 70% in 2020. Dan. We on average grow about 10 to 15%. Like prior to that in 2021, we, we grew, um, it was like 8.99% or something like that. But in 2020, we grew by 70%. So we saw a lot more people contacting who were serious about hiring, but they actually had budget to hire. It wasn't a lot of the tire kicker like, oh, we're thinking about maybe hiring at some point in the future, but we're not sure. We want to start with $100 a month, but and like, fine, go to Upwork. Like we're not a fit for you, right? But like we stopped seeing those in 2020, 2021. And so people were just a lot more serious. And so now we're getting a lot more tire kickers again. Um, we're seeing lower conversion rates to calls. People are just like kind of testing out the waters or thinking about like, oh, what, what might I do here? There's a lot more people that started new companies. Like there's just a lot more noise in the industry now. So at that point, it comes down to how are you qualifying them? Are you qualifying out the people that are the wrong fit from the start? And then, so you're generating the lead, right? Traffic. You have a form that they convert through or a phone call that they can through and answer your phone people <laughs> i'm terrible at this by the way like my phone rings if i don't know the number i'm not answering it i changed this a couple of weeks ago because i'm like those are probably leads calling this because we have a number on the on the site that they can call but after you get the lead in the door then, it, then it's your sales process it's a matter of qualifying the lead it's do they what they need do, do we offer that a what's their budget can we do can we and what are their goals and can we achieve their goals within the budget that they say that they have right and then the final one is is what i call mindset it's are they thinking about it well is this lead thinking about this potential project well and are they thinking about it in the same way that you are and if there's a mismatch there qualify them out refer them somewhere else send them to credo right but like they're not a fit for you and if you sign them on it's just going to be a pain Obviously, if you need the money, like we've all signed on people that like weren't a perfect fit simply because we needed the revenue, right? But if you're in the, the fortunate position, and hopefully a lot of people listening to this are because they're listening to you and they're listening to other you know agency experts, turn them away. Like I, I, I kind of believe in karma in this way. Like you turn away every time that I've turned away an agency, like an agency that wanted to become a customer of Credos, or I've we've ended the relationship with a customer of ours that was that you know, either was never a great fit or is no longer a good fit because they've changed or we've changed or whatever, a better one always comes along, right? People are too afraid to, to disqualify a lead. Yeah. And because they're not willing to disqualify a lead, they're spending too much time on leads that are not a good fit and not enough time on the leads that are a good fit and not enough time on getting more leads that are a good fit. So it all yeah. comes down to your sales process of differentiating yourself there. And, and and how you are qualified to do what it is that they are looking for after those first four things are all in place. Yeah. And a lot of the times the math bears this out. Like if you look at the money that you can make from retention versus winning new clients. And if and this is, you know, and we're in a we're both in a new business capacity. So if anybody you should believe anybody, it's it's me because we're the ones that are hired for net new. But but the fact is 
you don't need a whole lot of wins in the agency space to continue to, to grow. You really just need retention. So it's just another argument to, to disqualifying. It's like, I, de- I definitely yeah. couldn't agree more. One thing that you said that, that is interesting is that how much you guys, again, disqualify out people for basic low bar mess ups, like not having the right branding on a report and so on. Can you talk more about that? Like, what are the other things that people get wrong? Or if you could put them on a billboard, you would. How, how many billboards can I buy? Yes, um, there, easy one. Yeah, yeah there, there are quite a few. That is one, not reporting results to, uh, to, custom, to clients, but also that bleeds over into the front end of the sales process where I see a lot of agencies, A, messaging services, right? I hate the word services. I know why it exists, but I hate the word services simply because to me, it's like, it's just trainable and anyone can do it. It doesn't really require any skill. It just involves following a process, which process is important. But when you just focus on the process and you focus on, we're going to do things for you, right? You end up being able to charge way less versus if you are the, if you're the expert, right? And you're coming alongside them as a business partner and you're, you're a core function of their team, A, they're never going to fire you, but B, they're going to pay you more. Uh, like if if you're replaceable, you're going to make way less than if you're than basically if you're irreplaceable. So I'm not talking about becoming irreplaceable by getting all their business and owning their domain and owning their hosting and owning their analytics and their search console and all that stuff. Like don't do that crap, but come alongside them as a business partner, actually driving the results. So it starts at the beginning where you're saying, this is how we, this is how we look at strategy. This is how often we're talking about the business, how often we're talking about the results, how often we're reaching campaigns. This is how often we're reporting. These are your business metrics that we're going, like all that sort of stuff. So that's one. The second one is, and it, and it kind of uh, it kind of comes alongside there is so many agencies are super general and just say that they offer a ton of things, but then but what that leads clients or prospects to do is say like, well, what are you actually good at, right? Like you tell me you can do SEO and PPC and development and design and conversion optimization and all these things. But you're just kind of saying those terms, but you're not actually telling me what's involved in an SEO campaign, in a PPC campaign. What sort of web, web development do you actually do? Do you have designers on staff or do you use design people? Like all those sorts of things, right? These are the questions that the best prospects are going to be asking. And so you're not going to close those if you can't answer those questions. You're not giving that information up front. What you'll find is that what agency owners find, what I see them uh, find is if they do actually explain those things, right? And they're willing to say like, we do all these things, but we don't do that one, but we have a partner that we can bring on board basically to like to do that part. That's not a core function of our business. You're not only going to sign more of the less mature buyers, you're going to sign more of the more mature buyers, which are the ones that you really want. So getting specific about what you offer and what that means within your agent, within your specific agency and how that drives results. And, and most of all, why you do that, you're just going to close like, infinitely more work. And then the third one I'll say is, um, and by the way, in the, in the accelerator course, uh, I have a whole module, module four, um, about the sales process that I used to close over half a million dollars worth of work in under two years when I was getting, when I was self-funding Credo and getting off the ground and using, using my consulting to pay for my living expenses while getting Credo to a stable point. It's called the DSSP process, discovery call, uh, strategy call, scope email, proposal. You don't send a proposal before you send a a scope email, basically outlining what you discussed and what you're going to pitch them on and get a yes from them that they want a proposal. Because they've made a micro commitment that if you propose them exactly what you just said in that email, they've already said yes to that. So why are they not going to sign with you, 
right? Basically, I see agencies, the agencies that that we've had on Credo that struggled to close work and we ended up stopping working, whether they stopped working with us because they couldn't close work and they weren't, you know, profitable on the engagement is because they didn't have a sales process. So A, have a sales process, but B, proposals need to be more than just like, we're going to do these things or I'm waving my hands on video here. We're going to do things, we're going to do SEO things. It's going to cost X dollars a month, X thousands of dollars a month. People aren't going to say yes to that, right? Like have a, have a you know, uh, an ironed out proposal process. Proposals max should be eight pages is what I tell people. I see these proposals that they're like 95 slides. I saw one, Dan, that was 136 slides. I was like, what the heck is this? This is insane. Yeah. And they didn't even talk about a statement of worker terms. I was like, this is not a proposal. This is a brand deck at best, right? Proposal should have an executive summary. It should have a statement of work. It should have a, uh, so like all the things you're going to do, it should have a timeline for getting started. It should have terms and conditions, and it should have a signature page with your signature already on it. Because proposify.com found that if a proposal is sent with a signature on it versus a signature not on it, the proposal gets signed 18% more. And I think that there's all sorts of things like that and it, it, that that can kind of grease the wheels of the process that add up to a lot that people aren't putting yeah. the right attention to. And if I kind of think about, you know, a typical agency out there, it's a situation where it's like, great, there's all these things we need to do. We need to iron out our sales process. We need to get weeds. We need to stop waiting on the phone to ring. And we need to stop over relying on referrals. You could hire Dan's company to go to outbound for us and get us, you know, the Glengarry leads by doing targeted outreach really well. We could we could go hire John to get us inbound leads uh, through, you know, that are that are pre vetted uh, and everything through SEO. So, but I think the big bottleneck is people and time, right? Especially now, yeah. it's hard to hire anybody, especially for sales, especially if you've never hired for sales before or you've done it and failed a million times. So, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Like, my guess is that Credo is like one of several different networks or tools uh, an agency might use to be getting in opportunities. Like what's your philosophy on who does what in a boutique agency where you might not have like a full stack sales team, that kind of thing. Most of our, of the agencies on Credo don't have a full like built out sales team. Sales is actually one of the hardest roles to hire for an agency, especially when the founder is a subject matter expert themselves. Most agencies in the digital marketing space or just the digital space started because the founder was really good at doing SEO, content, link building, design, whatever. And they got so much work, they decided to hire people just like them to deliver on the work. And then this person, then the designer, designer founder become their marketer founder, becomes good at sales, but it's all, but it's very like personality driven. Um, and so the agencies I see actually scale uh, do, do actually end up ha- having a sales team. Um, so so there's, there's two things I'm going to cover here real quick. One is... Um, what, what does a team look like when you're not able to hire a full stack, um, uh, you know, a full like design, uh, sales team? And how do you hire a full sales team? So the first one is founder should do sales up to about 12 to 15 people. That is where the revenue, they should be as close to the revenue as possible. And that is two things. It is sales and it is delivery. Anything else, process, building out processes, figuring out the CRM, like all that sort of stuff, hire people for that. You can be focused on closing work and retaining work. That is your job as the founder. You know, it's going to involve becoming a good salesperson. It's going to be involved becoming good at sales, taking sales courses. Like there are a ton of them out there. You can, you know, even just some basic tips and tricks is some that I gave you already are just going to dramatically improve your, uh, your, your sales process. Just following my, my four-step process. Like I, I 
what our largest agency at Credo, they went from, I tore apart their sales process in 2018. They're doing about $700,000 a year. And this year they're going to do 4.9. They haven't changed much, but once they change that sales process, they completely change the sales process to follow mine and they took off and there's the founder doing sales. So there's that, that's the, that's what the, the founder should be doing. And you need to be qualifying out the, the ones that are a wrong fit. So you can be spending more time on the ones that are a good fit. And working to get more of the ones that are a good fit as well, right? So marketing, sales, that's where the revenue comes from and the retention and upsells. So, and, and obviously empowering the team and, and managing the team. So you not agencies, you experience team attrition, you can't sign on as many people and it just becomes a spiral of doom. And then when a, a founder is ready to get out of doing all the sales, first thing they hire for is an SDR, sales development rep, they're qualifier. They're taking the initial calls, doing 15 to 20 minute calls is this, and, and just seeing, should we even try to win this work? Is this qualified for us? for what they need, for pricing, for you know experience, for mindset, all the stuff I talked about earlier. And then the founder kind of moves into the, the account executive, the AE role, where they're the closer. They're the one going deep. They're doing the strategy call. They're, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're closing them. They're getting the contract signed, partnering with the SDR. The SDR can do a lot of like the, you know, sending the, sending the contract, sending the proposal, right? But the founder should be the one kind of doing all that. And then they bring someone in eventually to fill in that role so they can move more into a, you know, a, a leadership scale operating role. But the key there is that qualification side, right? Qualifying out the ones that are not going to be a good fit, that their budget is too low, or their, their expectations are way outside of, you know, what their, what their budget is, et cetera. That's going to make your life way saner as a founder. And then eventually hire, buying back your time with that qualification and moving to the, the account executive closer role, and then eventually just moving into the you know CEO, COO, whatever sort of role it is that that you're kind of best in. Yeah, that that makes sense, and that's that's pretty close to to my philosophy on it. The one thing that I've seen though is that the sort of like work and the skepticism you have to get get over is happening more at the top of the funnel as compared to the middle or bottom yeah. of funnel, yeah. and that's just because it's not it's not surprising. It's just because there's so many more agencies or solutions, digital solutions for various problems. And so there's a lot more skepticism. There's a lot more understanding overall about how this stuff works. So what we found is that it's harder for an SDR to break down that wall, that barrier than it is for an owner, you know? Um, And that's informed like a lot of what what we do and that sort of thing. But what are you seeing out there? Well, and I would say that's not even the the SDR's job is not to overcome objections or break those things down. It's literally to get the information and make sure they're a good fit before they get on a call with you, the founder. With you, though. Yeah, sure. So, but this is also like, I think you're exactly right there that like top of funnel traffic is way harder, or just like cold traffic or whatever is way harder to convert than middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, which is why it drives me insane that so many agencies just focus on top of the funnel. Right. It's, it's flipped. Focus on bottom of the funnel first, then middle of the funnel, then top of the funnel, and more volume, right? Because also, top of the funnel is so much harder to close, bottom of the funnel is easier to close. Get your reps in on, on the easy to close stuff. You can make a lot more mistakes there than with top of the funnel and, and still build a great business. But as you kind of move up the funnel and talk and move to like different um, different channels of lead acquisition, the process changes and it gets a lot harder. So when people ask like, hey, I'm a brand new agency. Should I be on Credo? No. First of all, we don't accept agencies that haven't been around for at least a year. But also, unless they have a, a really solid sales background, 
they're not going to be able to close leads from Credo because they haven't gotten used to selling at, at the bottom of the funnel. So I, so I, I have a ladder for this. I have a framework for this where I tell agencies start off at, at the very bottom of the ladder, very, very bottom of the funnel, which is referrals, right? To start getting referrals from your friends, et cetera, close those, deliver good work for them, get more referrals from those clients, get more referrals from your friends, et cetera. Eventually you cap out there, you need to go up to the next round, which is, uh, which I call owned, right? SEO, content, stages, speaking at conferences, getting on podcasts, that kind of thing, right? That's the second level. Third level is paid. So it's Google ads, Facebook ads. It's, you know, running like colder traffic to lead magnets that then they, you know, a certain subset of those are then going to like download a thing and then they're going to schedule a call with you. And then the very final one is directories, right? Directories or services like Credo, where you're going to get more of a volume. With Credo, we like, our goal is to get you more volume than you're currently getting, but also qualified volume. A lot of the directories, right? They focus on just getting you more, more volume, just more people clicking through. I know the owners of a lot of the directories in the space. And I, and I know, and, and I know a lot of them have been wanting to kind of layer on and Clutch has, you know, to an extent, layer on kind of what we're doing. But they're all concerned about killing the click-throughs to their agency partners that are paying them for feature profiles. So what I hear from people, they come, they're like, yeah, we've used these, uh, we've used these directories, right? But the leads are all junk. Or they're like, they're like, hey, we're getting 100 leads a month from name your directory, right? I'm like, cool. How many of those are qualified? Three. Okay. But you're speaking with 100 to get to three that are qualified? What if... You just spoke with three and all three were qualified, right? Like that, that, that literally becomes a sales pitch, you know? Right. So like directories can be good and they can also be good for like just building your name, right? So you do get more of that like second rung, that the owned, you know, traffic and, you know, more podcasts and that sort of stuff and say that, and, you know, because it just, it starts, it builds your brand by doing that. But like, man, none of the agencies I ever worked at, uh, you know, where, wherever on any of those directories, we have future profiles and it works for some agencies. Right. So you can answer an objection that you probably get a lot. So you talked about how you're pre-vetting agencies. How are you typically pre-vetting uh, brands that are coming through? Yeah, yeah. So we, so we do a uh, at least a twenty minute phone call with every brand that comes through looking to hire. I love to use brands. By the way, I've started using that a lot more. I was saying businesses or companies or something like that, but brands are just they're more mature. They you know they actually have a marketing department like that sort of thing. And basically what they're doing is they're, you know, they're asking questions about like, you know, what's the problem you're looking to solve? Why did you even contact Creative, right? Have you hired an agency before? What are the specific services you're looking for? Why are those important to you? What are you spending on that currently? Are you planning to spend that same amount? Are you planning to spend more? All of those sorts of things to really discover what does your marketing team look like, right? Are you a, like a brand new director of marketing that's just trying to build out your team and you think agencies are going to get you there quicker? Pro tip it is. And it's also going to be cheaper than hiring full-time people, but you know, have you hired agencies before is a big one as well. Uh, because if someone hasn't hired an agency, they're going to spend way less and be way less committed and need way more than if they have worked with agencies and have their expectations set. So we're answering all those questions. Then um, assuming we have a good fit for them, have good fits for them in our network, which I mean, the vast majority of the time we do, then we're going through the process of putting their project into our system, creating them a, a user, matching them up with three agencies and scheduling, scheduling them for initial calls with those agencies. And we do that based off of our proprietary matching technology. Gotcha. That that makes sense. And you, you touched on this a little before with the cost per lead kind of going up now and everything like that. Can yeah. you talk about what you're seeing out there? I think you know a lot of a lot of people are are were have recession worries and everything. And mm-hmm. there's one argument that, you know, 
there's just going to be less money floating around in the marketing sphere in general. Then there's another argument that's like, well, an agency is a better. Uh, there's more economies with an agency than yeah. than with with hiring. So I'd love to see like where you where you think that's heading and what's going on out there. I think we determine our own reality. So I think people that are like being doomsdayers about a recession coming on, like if there's too much of that, that will actually bring on a recession as opposed to like one coming on. And, you know, I I think we should be like prepared for it. But I think as far as it relates to agencies, I mean, it was funny in 2020. Like I, I mean, I told you we grew 70% in 2020. I mean, it was, it was obviously a, a black swan sort of event. Brands were laying off marketing teams, but they still needed marketing. So they realized they're like, well, we have a 10 person marketing team. It's costing us, let's say a hundred grand a month for 10 people, but we can go hire an agency for 20 grand a month that has people doing all of those things. And what are these 10 people doing full-time anyways? So we saw a lot of that. People just moving their budgets to, uh, to marketing agencies. We've seen adjustment back from that over the last about 18 months. I think this is why we're seeing kind of rising like lead costs simply because people are hiring in-house as well as agencies versus in like for about a year from March, 2020 to March, 2021 brands were not really hiring marketing teams. They were hiring agencies. And so I think we may see a bit of a move back to that. I mean, we're seeing some layoffs at, you know, different companies and that sort of thing. And most of that's in like recruiting just because they, you know, they, they have a hiring freeze, right. And they don't need recruiters anymore. It's like, it's, we're not seeing layoffs in, in marketing. And I actually just saw a study today from Gartner that said that basically showed that uh, brands are investing the same amount in 2022 in marketing as they are in 2021. And this is like that they, they finished gathering this data like a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, it's been like through first half of 2022, the only thing they're spending less on is marketing technology. They're spending like a percent and a half less. They went from like something like 57% to 55% of, of their budget going to, to MarTech, but they're putting more into advertising. They're putting more into people. They're putting more into all of these things. I actually don't think we're really going to see much negative. We may see a little bit of a, a decrease of budget simply because people are being a little bit more conservative. They're actually paying more attention to their costs and their customer acquisition costs, and they're cutting out spend that isn't profitable for them. They should be doing that all along, but they're just in the like growth at all cost mindset. And now they're being forced to run more of a more of a tight ship. So agencies yeah. may see some budgets decrease, which if you're, you know, if you're a PVC agency and your like your retainer is based off of a percentage of spend you may see a decrease in revenue, in which case there are probably some ways that you can offset that, but, or it's just an adjustment back to where it should have been. And, and the good, and the, you know, the, the really good times, the haymaking days are over and it's time to stock away. You know, you should have been storing away some stuff for, you know, for fall and winter. Not that right. it's going to be a hard winter, I don't think, but, you know, I, I think there is a, a little bit of an adjustment down and we're seeing that a little bit as well. We're seeing slightly lower budgets and, you know, people being a little bit more skeptical and needing to see ROI more and that kind of thing. So. Yeah, makes sense. And there's also just so much noise. And especially if your business is sub eight figures, it's hard to really say how much the global economy is affecting it or not. So it's, that's a good, good reminder as well. Um, uh, John kind of getting towards the end of our time, what's keeping you busy over the next few months at Credo? We got a bunch of things launching actually coming up at, uh, at Credo. The big thing is that we are planning to kind of expand a little bit, expand the like types of projects that we place. So we've been very focused on digital marketing, SEO, PPC, content marketing, Facebook ads, that sort of thing. Um, but we see a big need and we get asked about, you know, uh, when people are like, well, we need SEO help. Well, part of SEO is technical. 
Do you have a team that's going to implement changes on your WordPress website? No. Okay, cool. So do you want this agency to be able to implement the changes? Yes. Okay. Or we get people that are like, I had this SEO audit done and now I need the agency that can implement it that also has SEO knowledge, right? So basically we're going to be helping out, uh, you know, companies that are like, I hired an agency, I hired a good, like, you know, freelancer or consultant to run my PPC ads or my, my Facebook ads, but they're not, but they don't have a creative wing. So I need actually an agency that does good ad creative. I don't want a full service firm that's always going to be trying to take my PPC business, but I need a, I need a creative agency that can build out Facebook ads for me. So we're going to be expanding a little bit um, and, and kind of, uh, you know, looking to build a bit more of an ecosystem in that way of like people looking for marketing, are also looking for design and development. People looking for web development are also looking for design and marketing, et cetera. So, so that's the big thing that's coming up in Q3. I'm super excited about it. And uh, yeah, we got, we got a couple other offerings launching as well. We're going to be uh, helping people find courses where they can learn marketing because um, there are a lot of people that need to learn marketing before they should hire an agency. Um, and we don't teach people how to do marketing, but there are a lot of people out there that have taught, that do teach people how to do marketing or agency owners that built courses that teach people how to do what they do, basically for Legion. So we're, we're launching that section coming up as well. So we've got a lot going on second half of the year, all with the goal of helping more brands and helping more businesses grow their business. And part of that is by finding an agency. Part of that is by getting educated. Part of that is having discussions with experts. We're just kind of expanding the market in that way. Yeah. And it sounds like you've got both sides of the, the marketplace uh, covered well, which is great. So John, yeah. th- thanks for coming on. This was, this was uh, so fun. And how can people uh, follow what you're up to, get in touch, all that good stuff? Best place to uh, to follow me online is uh, both Twitter and Instagram at Doherty JF, D-O-H-E-R-T-Y-J-F. And then my email, if you're interested in learning more about Credo, uh, john at getcredo.com. Awesome. We'll get that linked up. John, thanks again, man. Awesome, Dan. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening to this episode. Again, today's episode is sponsored by our company, Sales Schema. Sales Schema helps agencies and B2B service companies build a reliable business development system through tasteful and targeted outreach. To learn more about us and check out our latest video training, again, you can go to saleschema.com slash take charge. Again, that's saleschema.com slash take charge.